Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Flagrant 2 podcast. This week, Bryce Ward is out. So we have again one half of the Balls in Our Court podcast, Kevin Carter. What's up, Kevin? What's up? Oh, your second favorite white boy. <laughs> Look, Bryce is my little white buddy, so you're going to be my, my tall white buddy. Or older white oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah taller, older white most, buddy. That's what most people call me anyway, is older white buddy. <laughs> What's been going on, my man? Not much. Just uh, got up this Easter morning. Happy Easter to everybody. Um, and yeah, it's beautiful outside today. Going to have the family over a little later, do some eating. So uh, yeah, it should be a good day. It's going to be a great day. Um, so, so someone who didn't have a, a great week was uh, Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> where he had Nino Westbrook and Russell Westbrook fire some shots at him after he made some critical comments on that monster triple-double that Russell Westbrook had. It was an amazing triple-double. But, uh, you know, Stephen A. wanted to say that at this point in Westbrook's career, stats don't matter. Um, And then the Westbrook family totally disagreed with that. Kevin, how do you feel about the situation? Well, the reason the Westbrook family is going to totally disagree with it is because he's playing in Washington, and he probably won't win a championship. So, of course, they're going to disagree with it because the odds of him winning anything up there are going to be slim to none. So they're going to look at his uh, his personal stats and what he does. Westbrook is a great player. No, no player, no great player in the NBA, even if they haven't won a championship, is measured by all their championships. We still look at Charles Barkley as one of the best players that has ever played the game and he didn't win a championship. Carl Malone, John Stockton, the the list could go on and on and on and guys that haven't won championships but have had great careers and Russell Westbrook will go down as one of the top what 60, 70 players to ever play the game in the NBA and even if he doesn't win a championship it's not going to really matter because we're going to consider him in the same light as we do all these other greats that haven't won a championship. So Stephen A. Smith needs to get over this championship thing because most of the people from his generation that we consider great ball players didn't win anything either. That's a very good point. I didn't think about it like that. Um, yeah, it, it just it, it just gets on my nerves that like Patrick Ewing didn't win a championship, but guess what? He's one of the top what seven centers to ever play the game of basketball. Yeah, and yeah. You, you can't you, we. Basketball is such a hard, a hard thing to just measure somebody's somebody's career by how many championships they won. Because there's so many great basketball players that aren't going to win anything just because a they get shoved on a really bad team, or two they get shoved on really bad teams throughout their career, which is what has been in the case of Russell. Russell had the one year where he was, where they were in the NBA Finals. But they were just too young and ran into too good of a team. But you, you, you can't, you, you can't do that. Stephen A. Smith should know better, because most of the guys that he really likes hasn't won a championship. Wow. They, uh, yeah, yeah. That that season they ran into a buzz, all right. Uh. <laughs> they ran, they ran into one, one, one of the greatest players to ever played a game. His best year, like his best year ever. That was that was arguably LeBron's peak 
at what we say that he's 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 the best. So yeah, they ran into him. Dwayne Wade wasn't hurt yet. Bosch was still playing. Yeah, they ran into. They had they had guys making seven three pointers with one shoes for God's sake. Ah, so ah, the girl, yeah, the so that yeah they 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 ran in. They got very bad a bad draw that year. Let let me tell you, I was there that year. Um, I've never seen an arena rock like that. It it was the most amazing experience being down there. And I, I the, the first game I went to down there was a game that Westbrook had like forty two or forty three points. So yeah. my crew, my crew is looking at me because they're like, they know I'm a Westbrook fan, but then of course I'm a Heat fan. So they're looking at me the whole night. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Cause that game in particular, the Thunder got out to a great lead and uh, Miami came back and won. But uh, that was, a, that was a scary night for me. Cause I wanted, I wanted Russ to play well and uh, he did, but you know, the Heat came away with the win, which is more important at that time. <laughs> The bad, the, the, the bad part about me to Russ, and I like Russ. I'm there with you, but he's just, it, he's been more consistent lately. But he was way inconsistent early in his career, and then through the middle of his career, he just wasn't that consistent guy that you knew was going to do things. He didn't really get. I didn't see that consistency from him until the year Durant went down. When right. Durant went down, and then Russell just went completely nuts. Finally, was able to be the leader of his team and he showed what everybody can what he could do then then he's been really consistent some injuries have gotten him along the way and such like that but yeah Stephen A. Smith just needs to know when to shut up and 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 let stuff go the man had 21 assists in a game with also scoring that many points you know how difficult it is to do one or the other and not do both in the same game, yeah, come on, dude. That that that's ridiculous. I'm, I I haven't seen guy a lot of people do what he did in a ball game, and that was that was insane. Just give him the props and let it go. Yeah, his twenty one assists. Let's say if the team was only shooting two pointers, his twenty one assists accounted for forty two points on top exactly. of his thirty on top of his thirty five. <laughs> That's a total of 77 offensive points that Russell Westbrook directly contributed to. I don't remember his rebound total, but I believe it was like 15 or 17, somewhere there. Um, it was so he, he had a monster, <laughs> monster video game performance. I, I do know as well as you, of course, because we're old heads, there's a certain select amount of players from each generation that never wins a championship. Mm-hmm. West, Westbrook's chapter isn't complete yet. His book isn't complete yet. So could he still get one in the future as a role player or whatnot? Yes, he can. Um, But like you said, there's tons of great players whose career isn't defined by that. Um, You can even Stockton, Malone, Reggie Miller, you know, players of that caliber. Um, Patrick, you uh, freaking Charles Barkley. uh, My Lord, you can run into all these – any guy that played in the Jordan era that was great, there you go. Right, right. And, <laughs> there you and, and go. Also, All the great players that were in that Jordan era, if it wasn't for Jordan retiring, we maybe Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler wouldn't have one. So you got to look that, at this, man. All, all these guys run into all these guys ran into Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. So people, and nowadays people are running into super team. So, 
you, you, yeah. Unless, unless, unless you're on one of those super teams, chances are you're not going to get a championship now, but you can still be a great player in this league. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, also, I want to say, you know, the late great Elgin Baylor, who we just lost within the past week, he yep. never won a championship as well. And the funny story about him is, is that he actually retired the season the Lakers won the championship. Yeah, the Lakers, the championship. <laughs> yep. He retired that year. Yeah. Good. My God. Right. Talk about, <laughs> Talk about yeah. hey, can I just can I unretire and just sit on the bench? <laughs> That close, my man. That close. <laughs> well, uh, Westbrook and Stephen A. Smith wasn't the only drama that we had this week. We also had some drama between Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant. Did you see Two those big DMs? Old Two big old dummies. <laughs> oh my lord! So, so, so we have we have to unpack this. We really have to unpack this. Um, how do you feel about Michael Rappaport first releasing the DMs from Kevin Durant? <laughs> One, they're called direct messages for a reason. They're not supposed to get released to the public. It's a conversation between you and the other person. Keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. But you releasing them, man, show some pettiness, Michael Rapp- What? Nobody's mentioned your name in, what, four and a half years? So now all of a sudden you need to release this so people can start mentioning your name again. Oh God, I hate that dude. Yeah, I didn't like the. <laughs> okay, let me say it this way. I understood Kevin Durant's message. I just didn't like the delivery of the message. But yeah, Michael Rappaport is a cloud chaser. He's always in something. So Durant was right when he when he hit on that. Um, but I do I do feel like the DM should not have been released. This could have been taken care of in a completely uh, different way. And, and Rappaport's excuse of, well, he brought my wife into it, so that's why it escalated. No, you still can be a man and handle it in a manly way and not the pussy way and release the DM. So, and then his, even his apology where he was like, he didn't need, he didn't want it to go this far that he dropped a few nights ago was a week. So I lost a lot of respect from Michael Rappaport. I mean, Kevin Durant is what he is. <laughs> we know he got a little puss in him too. But I lost Kevin I lost, Durant is exactly what he is in the new Space Jam 2 trailer. He's a snake. <laughs> Look, Bryce absolutely hates Kevin Durant. I wish I could have had him on this morning as well so he could go in on it. Because he, he think he calls Kevin Durant the greatest role player in the history of the NBA. I think Kevin. I think Kevin Durant is a. Get, get me wrong. I think Kevin Durant is a great ball player because there's not people that size that can score the way he can. So mm-hmm. I think he. I think he's a phenomenal role player. I just think when LeBron started chasing everything, it opened the door up for every other great basketball player to just start chasing everything as well, and that's what they did. It's a monkey see, monkey do league. So when one guy starts doing it. The other greats are going to start doing it. And, yeah, it turns them into role players because, hey, you're going to somebody's team to where you're the second guy or the third guy. Or you're just t- trying to go and be like, hey, this this is my team now. No, that ain't the way it's going to go. So he left there, goes to Golden State, where, yeah, you turned into the second, third, or third option. Although you played very great in those NBA Finals, one NBA Finals MVP, but – Still, dude, if you didn't go there, you're not winning nothing. 
he'd just be one of those other guys we're talking about that had a great career but didn't win a championship because he was running into other people. But it's a monkey see, monkey do leap. LeBron started it. Everybody else has just hopped on the bandwagon, and now this is what we get. But yeah. I don't find I, I think Evan is a great role player. I think he's a great player. He's just he's going everywhere that has turned him into well, this is his role now. His role is to just go to these teams and see if he can win the championship with them. Got it. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Knicks. I kind of have my thoughts on that. But we'll, oh, I think they're going. I think they're going to implode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I just the, one one too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, and even the Chiefs that they got don't know how to run their trap. Mm-hmm. So it, I just I don't think that, especially given it to a first year coach who's like, okay, what do I do with all this? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you go in now. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah go ahead. What I only I, I do I got my three all stars in the game right now or do I only have two? Uh, it's just it's just just a pain. I uh, I don't think it's going to work out for them. And I, I know there's not enough balls to go around, but it's now yeah, whatever. Let them deal with it. One thing about the Brooklyn Nets that I think is a blessing in disguise for them is the fact that a lot of their key guys have been out of the lineup, so they haven't had the collective. For duration of the season, so they haven't had exactly. that 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 uh, ball dominant situation just yet. But when all those guys are healthy, that's when they're going to implode. Because then they yeah, have the to bad, figure it out on the fly. Yeah, the bad part is you're going to have to figure it out probably in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it'll be okay when you play in the first couple of rounds when you're playing some of the lower seeded teams. But when you start running into those teams or who, who have been cohesive units and have gotten everybody into the games and gotten them going, man, you're going to be screwed. You better hope Durant just starts scoring and, and Harden can just score because that's the only way you're going to beat them because your defense is going to be way off. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even though, even though most of the people on your team will play defense anyway. so <laughs> They don't. You're correct with that. Of looking oh, if Kyrie Irving, if Kyrie Irving and James Harden are going to be your two guards, and the other team has two very strong guards, you're screwed mm-hmm. because neither one of them are going to be able to guard people. You're going to Definitely. score a lot. You ain't going to be able to guard nobody. Looking at the standings real quick, Brooklyn is still <clears throat> they're tied for second right now with Philly. So Philly has a tie break over them. Milwaukee's third, Charlotte's fourth, and then Miami's fifth, Atlanta's sixth. So those are your top six teams in an Eastern Conference. Now, something just happened with Charlotte where Gordon Hayward sprained his right foot, and he's going to be out for four weeks. How big is that for the other teams in the Eastern Conference? And let me say at least four weeks because we know Gordon Hayward is hella injury prone. So. Yeah, but when they say four weeks for Gordon Hayward, it's like, okay, we're going to go two to three months with you, Gordon. Right, right. Just stay there because we don't want you walking down a step and then hitting it again and then you go down for another three months. Uh, but it, it's huge. Uh, Charlotte was playing Charlotte was playing really well, uh, especially with uh, with the additions of Hayward and such. Uh, they were playing really well, so that uh, – That'll limit the amount that Charlotte will be able to go up. They'll probably go down more than they go up. So uh, it, it, it's 
it's a big deal. It is definitely a big deal for the Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, I, I can see Miami or Atlanta moving into that fourth spot uh, with Charlotte perhaps dropping out of the playoffs because the East is still so tight. So for the play-in tournament, positions 7 through 8, I'm sorry, 7 through 10, you have the Knicks, the Celtics, the Pacers, and Chicago. So that's going to be one hell of a play-in tournament. <laughs> Chicago, 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 when they when when they get everything figured out on their end, that's going to be dangerous because mm-hmm. Chicago has just got to get their, their guys implemented in. Once they get Vooch implemented in very well, and oh, I, I'm not looking forward to anybody playing in Chicago. Right. Especially us. They got damn Vooch now, who we all know what happens. We don't have to worry about Vooch right now. <laughs> when that guy, if we play him in the playoffs, though, and that guy sees a Heat jersey, we all know what happens. <laughs> Getting tired of going to these games and that man scoring thirty five points. We we do not have to worry about Vooch right now. That that is in the past. But speaking of Vooch, his miss. old team he can't miss. Oh God, I hate him. <laughs> but I love him. But I <laughs> look. Speaking of Vooch, I think his old team got the wrong wrong memo at the beginning of the uh, week because apparently the Magic won. They had a, a mini two game winning streak before they had the brakes beat all them last night. And I was a little concerned. I'm like, wait, they blew up the team. They're supposed to be losing right now, not winning. <laughs> somebody somebody looked at uh somebody looked at uh the coach and just did the eyeball point where you point to the eyeballs and you point back at him. And then they, and, and, and then they had the master P chain on with the tank on it. And then they pointed that tank and they were like here 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 this is where we're going. So uh, yeah. I think they, I think I think the Heat are going to become no limit soldiers here at the end and, and go for their uh, go for the tank. <laughs> yeah, they they need to they need to with this reset because uh, like I said when they when they won those two games even though the Clippers were injured and I I forgot who else they beat and I was like wow the Magic are really trying to look good right now it's like no don't do it don't do it uh, <laughs> and here's the, and here's but here's the good here's the good thing though that the Magic fans can take from this. Some of the guys they have pulled in have actually looked really well. Oh yeah. It's just it's just a matter of if you're going to be able to keep these guys and keep them and tell them, hey, we'll pay you to stay in Orlando and be a part of the rebuild. That's going to be the key thing. Key thing is that and not drafting a forward in the draft. <laughs> you know they love their forwards though. My God, they drafted, what was it, four years in a row or five yeah. years in a row? They drafted a forward, and three of them were hurt. Yeah, they, they love their forwards. God, don't many, don't many forwards. Oh, man. <laughs> Kevin, let me ask you this question, because we, we, we've been podcasting, and we haven't addressed this, me or you, nor me or Bryce. Who do you think is going to be the MVP this year? Oh, man, it, it, it's tough because it's one of those, you know, it's one of those weird years with everything that's still been going on. Um, it's it, it's just hard to say. Um, like, I think if Jimmy Butler didn't miss as many games as he did during that one stretch mm-hmm. and then and he came back and he has played the way that he has, I would consider him a big MVP candidate. And that right there is the definition of MVP. Look how bad your team was without you. Yeah. Or look how tough it was for them to go without you. 
and as soon as you come back, you go on a seven-game winning streak? Like, that's that right there is what I tell people definition of MVP is. It's not who's the best player in the league, because we all know who the best players in the league are. It's who's the player that is most important to their team's success. That is who the MVP should be. And if a particular team is doing well, and a particular team has come out of nowhere, and one guy is steamrolling it and heading up the thing, that's the guy who's your MVP. How do you think Steve Nash won all them times in, in Phoenix? Because without Steve Nash on them Phoenix teams, they would have sucked. Yeah. And like Giannis, uh, it, the Bucks without Giannis, what would have happened? He's won it, what, two years in a row? Mm-hmm. Take him off of the Bucks, you see what happened in the playoffs. Oh, that's it, 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 Yeah, my, my, the, the definition of MVP is not the best player in the league. Yeah, it's the best player. It's the guy that literally takes his team to a level that they wouldn't be without him. And right now, there, right now, there's a bunch of good candidates out there for it. But me personally, I would, I'd, I'd say Jimmy Butler. I would actually say, of course, you know, I'm not going to disagree with anything that has to do with the Heat. But I would actually say for, for my dark horse pick, Chris Paul and Phoenix. Yes, he's they, done an amazing job for them. Yeah, they they are currently number two in the Western Conference, and they're three games behind Utah for the number one spot. And, and we Utah, seen, and we seen their potential in the bubble. Yeah, when they won those eight straight we games, we seen the potential of the Phoenix Suns in that bubble. All they needed was that one veteran guy to come in. Be that leader, slow them down, and and let the young guys go to work, but actually be the uh, the uh, conductor per se right. of the team. And that's what I'm talking about right there. Chris Paul's not on that team. How good do they do without him? Because we saw what they could do last year, but and that was in the bubble. But how well would they be doing without Chris Paul right now? So he he is a, he is. I agree with that. He is under the radar uh, look for MVP. Look at this now. If the playoffs started today, Phoenix would go against the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. My God. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous basketball? Love it. Chris Paul and Luca going at it for at least six games, probably. <laughs> Maybe. That might go seven. I don't know. It'll go. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas might be able to push that to seven. Ooh. Lord, that'll be a good series. And then Portland and the Clippers will be a first round matchup. That's dangerous for the oh, Clippers. Here we go again. And then uh, what, you know what? What makes everything, what makes everything dangerous for the Clippers is you all these guys take all this rest and take all this time off and everything like that. And then it's like I told you with those other teams. Once you come into the playoffs, you haven't played together a lot. So. Right. Right. Everything throws off, and you're trying to figure it all up at the best time. Where I think Paul George and stuff will come back before the season ends, just so they can get get a little groove before they get into the playoffs. I just mm-hmm. it, it, it's dangerous. Just look at what happened to the Clippers last year. Yeah, the Lakers would see Denver in the first round. Get out of there, that, Lakers! That, that's a tough series too. Goodness, that's, dude, I'm telling you. The Lake. What did I tell y'all last year? And anytime some, the Lakers will go as far 
and Anthony Davis will take him. Mm-hmm. He has to come back. He has to get in the groove, and he has to play well, or they are screwed. Because right now, they look like, what was it, the 2013 or 14 Pistons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you, you're not going to be able to do it. And they're not going. And now that all these Western Conference teams have been playing together, they've got their groove, they're playing well, and you have no answers for the guys on the other side of the ball. Man, it's going to be. Oh, I, gonna I don't be think they're going to repeat. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to repeat. The West has went insane. In the Eastern Conference, there is only really one potential playoff matchup that stands out right now, and that's a potential first round matchup between Flint and New York. May the basketball gods please give us that, please, <laughs> please. That 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 city would go insane. <laughs> it would implode upon itself. Oh my God! Give me that, and give me six games of it too. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't beat they don't beat the punk out of each other. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's going to be a lot of crimes committed. A lot of a lot of because we all we all know who one of my most hated teams like. Ever is. And it's the Knicks. I can't stand right. the Knicks. So anytime somebody can go and beat the Knicks or whatever, go and do it. I don't <laughs> even care who they're playing because I can't stand them. Like, I cannot stand the Knicks. Is it more the team or more the fans? It, well, the team, the team is worth so much money just because they own a network. It's right. not what they've done on the court because they haven't done nothing on the court. In 20 years. But for some reason, their fans and and their ownership, they still think like they have done something and they are somebody. No, you're not. You haven't won anything. You haven't won anything. In, <laughs> when was the last time you won a championship? 19, like 70s? 70, 72 or 73. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. So you're looking at almost 50 years of bupkis. And yet you think you're entitled, one, to get every single player who goes into free agency. Two, you think just because you play in Madison Square Garden that that makes a difference. I, I newsflash, Nick fans, majority of the teams, when they go into Madison Square Garden, guess what? They have more fans in it than the Knicks do. So please stop with this stupid entitlement that y'all are better than everybody else just because you're the richest franchise in sports. I don't care. You suck. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the team. It's just some of the fans are a bit annoying. And I've said no, this before. Because, I'm not okay with the team because the idiots are having some of their legends kicked out of freaking the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Charles Oakley came to Madison Square Garden because he said something bad about you. Boo hoo hoo! Look, did, did you, you see the Patrick Ewing? That, Patrick that was... Ewing, the coach of the Georgetown Hoyas, and arguably the face of the New York Knicks franchise, and people going, "Who are you?" I'd have went up to the pitcher that's on the side of the wall and said, "That's me." <laughs> Oh, the, uh, God, entitled, spoiled asshats. 
the, the disrespect of Ewing and Oakley, yeah, that, that's inexcusable. Um, and actually, last week they've run they, the franchise into the ground. Nolan don't give a crap. Nolan cares about that almighty dollar. He don't give a crap about what's keep, going on on the court. He don't care. He does not care. Uh, they kicked a fan out last week because he had a band Dolan shirt, and they kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> but that ticket was worth it because I, I salute that kid. Congratulations oh, to you. <laughs> I would have done it too. I would have oh, done yeah. it too. Oh yeah. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm happy. I'm a fan of a team that has good management, good ownership. From the top all the way down to the bottom. That's why I'm glad to be a fan of that type of team. Yeah. Not a fan of a team that goes, hey, this isn't working. Let's just get rid of everybody. Or, hey, this isn't working, but we still think we're better than everybody else. So let's keep everybody. (laughs) Look, I I will say we're truly blessed to be fans of the team that we like. So because a lot of. I've been blessed in every sport except football. With your Jaguars. That, that is what. Well, since 1995, football. So I've 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 been I've been blessed. I've I've I have been blessed because before, before we got the Jaguars here as a Cowboy fan, because we had family that lived in Dallas and Emmett Smith went there. So mm-hmm. before then, I was fine. I was a Cowboys fan. But then mm-hmm. when I've switched to the Jaguars, the Cowboys started sucking, and the Jaguars they they had their ups and downs and did pretty well, but. Now, oh my God! Pray for hey. me. Hey, you, you know I was a fan of the uh, the Washington football team, so you know. See, now you're of, looking for a new team. I'm a free agent. Yeah, I'm a free agent now. See, now you're looking for a new team. Well, here's your chance. You can come join the Jaguars now that they're starting over. I, now, I we made have a... Trevor, now we have Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, Urban Meyer. See, he can start right over. And it's a Florida team, so you don't have to. There you go. Look, I, I made a promise to myself that if they ever change the name, I would go to the Cowboys. So I tried to do that. And then my father-in-law. Nope, no, that, that'll that hurt your soul. If you were watching <laughs> and you tried to change to the Cowboys, that'll hurt your soul. Yeah, no. Dude, my father-in-law was like, no, because he's Dallas. He's like, no, you're not a Cowboys fan. I'm like, I made a promise to myself. <laughs> No, and don't and here you go. Don't go to them because they're just as <laughs> Washington went further than Dallas did last year. <laughs> I know, right? I know. If you're going to switch, switch to something that's unexpected. That's what I always say. We'll see. I'm, I'm definitely going to switch, so we'll see. So that's if you're going to switch to something where people go, them really. And you're like, yeah. And then when they succeed, you could be like, see, I was a fan. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, got, I still got time to make up my mind. So we're, we're going to wrap up this episode. No, you, have have the, you have to have it done before the draft. When is the draft? The draft's in June, right? No. No. The draft's in May. In the this month. End of this month. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. So you have to have it figured out by then. I will figure it out, and I'll make a big announcement on my Facebook page with my five friends. We know you don't do any football research, so we ain't got to worry about that. So. No, I don't. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I used no. to when I was a kid, but not nah, strictly, strictly NBA. Drew Brees 
every year fantasy football, <laughs> even if he ain't playing. That's right. Hey, <laughs> I haven't drafted Drew Brees in like three years for the record. Just saying. It was two. Two? It's been two years. <laughs> two. No. The year before last, you did draft him. Did I? I have. And he I got hurt. Yeah, he because that was the year he got hurt and you had to uh you had to drop him. Oh. Yeah, that's that okay. was the year you got hurt and you had to drop him. And you were and you were terrible, and that's when me and you made those secret trades that <laughs> no one knew about. Yeah. So that's when I that, was like, hey, can give me him. Yeah, you want to give me him <laughs> and I'll give you him and I'm gonna win this thing. And then sure <laughs> enough. I'm gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't next know year. that. They don't yeah. know that no. I gotta do that next year. <laughs> Look, don't give anybody ideas for my fantasy basketball league because I'm I'm running through that league. So, dude, I've I've been the uh, champ. I, see, I can't play ba- fantasy basketball. It just takes too much time. Mm-hmm. Like I have people in the lineup. I'm like, he ain't playing tonight. Well, damn. And don't <laughs> draft, don't draft like any Laker player, Knicks player, um, Clipper player, because you never know when they're gonna play. When they're gonna play, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you never know what, what rest day is, what rest day. And I'm like, dang it, no. Just take Donovan Mitchell, uh, the big dude from from uh, uh, Denver. Uh, yeah. Take, um, <laughs> yeah, just take, that, take guys that you know are young and are going to play. Let me tell you, I've won three of the last four years in fantasy. So, and I'm, I'm trending – I, three of the last four years, two years back to back, and right now I've only lost like two weeks this season. Um, but it's a tighter season. There's like a guy that's like three games below me, so we'll see what happens. And, and Bryce yeah, is always, hmm? but Bryce probably always takes Kevin Durant and all them guys who are always hurt. Bryce, <laughs> Bryce is lurking. Bryce is actually a pretty good fantasy player, and the, the one year in this streak that I didn't win, he actually won. So we've kind of jousted see, a little do, bit in finals. I do good. I do good when it comes to waiver wire stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm actually watching and paying attention a lot, like y'all mm-hmm. remember my old saying, I don't start watching basketball until Christmas. Christmas, yeah. <laughs> and then I really don't start watching basketball until right before the playoffs start. So really, I pay attention, see what my team's doing, making sure they're doing okay, making sure people aren't injured, seeing what trades they do, blah blah blah, that's such a thing. But I really get invested in it when. It's time to get down in the nitty gritty. It's like baseball. I don't watch right. baseball until the end of the year. Because guess what? We already know what teams are going to be in it. Because mm-hmm. usually it stays consistent. So I'm not even going to pay attention until damn sure the end of the year. Or at least All-Star break. But see, my NBA rule was all thrown off this year because they started at freaking Christmas. <laughs> it started late. <laughs> I was like, oh. They're starting on Christmas. Why can't we get this every year? Which I think that, that the NBA is going to change a lot just based yeah, off of stuff. I think I, to me, to me, all the games they play is unnecessary, especially when you see how many guys sit out injuries and all this stuff. To me, 82 games is unnecessary because we all know going into the season who's probably going to be where, when, why, and how. Right. So if you start it around Christmas time every year, that gives everything pretty much the flow through it. Football's closing down. 
And on Christmas, you have all the attention on you to have that day to start your season off. And that's why I like when I can go and watch it on Christmas. I was like, we've already made it play 10 games, but damn it, Christmas is where my season starts. You know, I just think, I just think, I, I know the TV deals and everything, but if you're doing these playoff series and if you're doing these playing games and all that stuff, TV will make its way back around. You don't need 82 games because most of the damn games ain't on TV anyway. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The uh, If they were to cut the games back, some of the players technically would lose some money. Um, so no, I don't they won't. They would, up, they would make it up somewhere else. The thing we always say is players will lose out on money and everything like that. Then why are the contracts going so big for guys we've never heard of that can only shoot jump shots? <laughs> It ain't going to hurt them. It ain't going to hurt them at all. Because the TV deals are going to stay the same. If anything, the TV deals are going to rise. The bad part about basketball is, though, it's losing viewers. Yeah. And that's the bad part. Viewership has went down. Viewership has went down on TV, but went up on a very on a bunch of other platforms. Right, right. Streaming, streaming has took these TV deals to a whole different level. Streaming services, like what the NFL does, where they've hooked up with Yahoo and Amazon and all this stuff, they're making, they're missing out. You miss out on that TV money a little bit, which they're not going to because they're about to do like a $10 billion deal for years of having their game still on Fox. But streaming is going to become a bigger thing. And the NBA is all uh, what everybody likes to consider. Uh, this generation's game is they're well, going to go to streaming. They're going to go to streaming a lot more, and it's it's going to become it's going to become where that where those TV deals get subsided with streaming deals, mm-hmm. and they're going to make they're going to make a shit ton of money no matter what. Yeah, they're on Twitter now as far as the streaming. Um, I Twitter and I believe YouTube. Uh, if you do the YouTube uh, live subscription, I believe that's where the NBA is at right now as far as streaming. Pretty, pretty, so. pretty soon Amazon's going to get a hold of one of the big sports. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have it specifically where you can watch that sport on Amazon. You can get any game and they'll deliver them to your house. <laughs> it would make sense for Amazon to get into that game because everyone has Amazon Prime. So yeah, that would that would make sense. It's going to, it, it, and what they'll do is they'll put it on Amazon Prime, and then you'll pay $15, $16 a month to get just your games. Like, right. if only you wanted one team's games, pay $15 a month to get all their games. Right. It would make sense. And it's going, it, they're going to go away. They're going to, it, it's going to slowly draw away from the TV because, as you, as you can tell, the bad part is, we say it doesn't matter, but the political stuff and everything like that, it starts killing stuff. Mm-hmm. And people stop watching because people are of a certain way and say certain things and everything like that. When really it shouldn't matter, but we all know it does. And that that's why that's why I just think that people are going to start looking for different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do have one announcement. <clears throat> Before we end this week's episode. Well, the McRib is not back, so I know that part. <laughs> is you and Cortez started Balls in Our Court 
about four or five years ago, and I know you guys are on every single oh, streaming. Four or five. We're going into like year seven. Oh Jesus, has it been that long? Good lord. Yes. Yes. You know, in in those seven years, the balls in our court has touched every streaming platform for podcasting imaginable. So this great job from yourself and from Cortez. And the announcement that I have right now is that the Hardwood Nation is actually on Spotify right now. And by, and by the end of the week, we should be on iTunes as well. So there you go. That's our big announcement for the week. Now you got to uh, get hope. Google Play. because Not all of us have this iTunes crap. Well, that's what, look, that, that's why we're on Spotify. Google, so. <laughs> but I think Google, I think Google Play went away anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I got Spotify. So. Yeah, I'll I'll look into that. So yeah, we're definitely on Spotify, and like I said, right now we're working on iTunes. Um, I know we 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 use some explicit language sometimes, so as long as we pass their rules, uh, we should be okay at that. I gotta put that little e next to it. Damn it! (laughs) So that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the Flagrant Two Podcast. Thank you so much, Kevin. Oh, you're welcome. For filling in for Bryce and Bryce, you get well, my man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you stay sick for another week or two. It's okay. I got it. <laughs> I can't even hold it down. <laughs> I, I, I got it. <laughs>